Hello, Georgie. Well, aren't you going to say hello? Mm-mm. Don't you want a balloon? My dad says I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. Well, I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. And you're Georgie. Now we're friends. Nerd is the new sexy. Episode 54, Nerd is the new sexy. I am Wildfire One, and with me today is... Gambit. And with me today, also a special guest... Faith. Welcome back. Yeah, we say welcome back because we do have an interview with Faith. Uh, it's all edited, ready to go. I just got to send Wild some stuff. It'll probably be up this week. Definitely. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I'm oh. internet celebrity. <laughs> celebrity. Celebrity. <laughs> I do it for the applause, applause. Sorry, I probably <laughs> fucked that song up, but that's okay. I don't care for Lady Gaga. Anyway. Uh, I guess she kind of goes in with what we're talking about, though, today. Does she? God, she's a freak of a clown who wishes that she was more famous than what she is. And oh, and, and she, does live in, she does live in the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> at, least she sm- at least she smells like she does. Uh, what, today's today's topic is what, Gambit? Today's topic is it. Well, let me rephrase that. Stephen King's it. You yes. gotta say it like that because you can't just say it. You gotta say Stephen King's it. You gotta give the man credit. Well, you gotta admit you got and you gotta admit this, and I, I think I think that uh, Faith can agree with me. It's moved up, it's moved past Stephen King. It it's almost become its own thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just Stephen King's it no more. Now it's like Stephen King's it, Tim Curry's it. You know. Yeah, Tim Curry was the original Pennywise the Dancing Clown who does an amazing job. Uh, I love Tim Curry. Like I am a Tim Curry nut fan. Like I, I've, I've, he's never done a bad movie. Mm, he's done some some movies that aren't amazing, but he's done. He's a damn good actor. But that's what it is. Is that he does he even when he does a movie that's not as great, he still makes it that much better. He Tim Curry's it up, and that's what's beauty, beautiful about it. But before we get like, into this main topic, Gambit, we do have a nerd nerd tech review, don't we? Yes. Yeah, and we're talking about what? Mass Effect Andromeda. Well, here's the thing. So before I even start anything, like let me just say that I am a huge Mass Effect nut job. For all those out there who watched my videos of invading my privacy when I did the little <laughs> video, I was wearing Mass Effect like spats. I was wearing tights with that were designed like the N7. I'm an N7 nut job. When you look at Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 as most, one game... Most amazing is, games ever. It is the hands down greatest game of all time yes period end of story the lore is amazing the the species are fantastic and the world that these guys create is so immersive and it's so beautifully well written one of these days we'll do a podcast on mass effect so yeah with be a, all that being said understand that that's where a lot of my trepidation comes from with this new game now, so we'll get right into the new game before we get into this uh i just bought it i i've and and so you guys know i'm actually doing um episodic plays on it i episode one's out i when i first started and this is this is me playing through it the first time so you guys can watch my reactions or hear my reactions rather so and it's on my wildfire one youtube but uh that being said i haven't really played through as much as gambit has Gam- i've i've i maybe about two two and a half three hours into the game gambit i think has beat it I'm done. I, well, I'm not done because I still have to do the ultimate. I have to do the alternate versions of it, and that's the thing: is this Mass Effect? I don't want to play it again. Yeah, this is going to be a spoiler-free uh, review. By yeah, the way. this is this is totally a spoiler-free review. Um, all my reviews, I'll, I'll say it like this: there's there's a few major problems that I have with Mass Effect, and I'll try to keep this as short as possible. My first, my biggest problem with it first and foremost, and there's two problems. One, the game is glitchy as fuck. 
they released a glitchy ass fucking game. Like, understatement. Yes. Understatement, yeah. Understatement. Like they released a glitchy ass game. I remember I, I played the game and there's a scene where your main character wakes up and I, I I was laughing because his eyeball was outside of his closed eyelid. <laughs> and I was like, that's horrifying. That is nightmare material. You know, and of course, there's that. And then I'll get to the original thing that myself and Gambit talked about. It seems like you're cursed to be an Asian in this game. No matter. Accidental what, Asian. Yes, you're, you're, you're just stuck being an Asian no matter what you do. Um, I had a friend play it. Uh, I talked to her just, the, just a few, I want to say about. 45 minutes before we did the podcast she said that she found a way not to be an asian now that is a miracle because this game and there's nothing wrong with playing in asia as an asian there's nothing wrong i'm not i'm just saying if you're gonna add customization make it customizable don't yeah but when you think around with the character creator for you know half 20 minutes, half hour, like tweaking your character to make it perfect and then it goes into the cutscene and it's mm-hmm. like bam P.S. You're Asian now. Yeah, there should be a way around that. You should be able to curb it. They've done it in other games, like where they give you a save point where you can check and make sure your character's not super screwed up looking. There's a, there's a secret to Mass Effect that I learned a long time ago because I, like I said, I'm such an, an N7 nutjob, such a Mass Effect nutjob. With the creator, with the character creator screen, so you open your menu and you can look at your face. You've got to go to extreme. So, like, when you do your chin, for instance, like, the, like, it's like this one, I, I actually fell for it again with the Mass Effect character creator. I yeah. made my chin, and I was like, that's a good, strong, solid, square chin like I have. Yeah. And I played my first cutscene, no chin. Yeah, it, it fucking cock teases you. Yeah. So you got to make it a little bit bigger. Now, the secret to Asian, and this is what's hilarious and what a lot of people skip over and maybe I'll do a tutorial on Twitch on how to make your character not look Asian in Mass ancient, Effect. Ancient Asian secret. It's um, <laughs> it's you gotta adjust the eyes. You have to bring the eyes. There's a there's an option to sink the eyes in or bring them forward. You gotta bring the eyes out of the skull basically, and then make them wider. That only works. Well, I shouldn't say it only works because I haven't played around with it too terribly much. Like I played through the character creator and got mad at it and put the controller back down. Well, you but, see my character. He doesn't look that bad. Either. No, oh. no, he's. He's not too bad, but like rolling female characters, they added in, you know, the typical like eyeshadow and eyeliner. Yeah. And the second that you put that on, it doesn't matter what you do, Asian. Yeah. You know, like what? you can do like, oh, the pretty girl cat eyes, and oh, look, you know, like she actually looks like she woke up and like put some makeup on before she was going to go save the universe. Mm-mm. No. Like, absolutely not. Asian, 100%. Either your character looks like they're Asian, like forcefully Asian, or they look like they had a stroke. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, that's how bad it is. And that's and that's one of those things. I, again, I'll have to do a character creator. But that's one small thing. But that's something that you've always dealt with. It, so I don't I don't blame that. For me, the glitching is huge. Uh, the worst story that I have, my girl was sitting right next to me when I did it, is I played for like what nine hours, and I almost had one of the planets 100% viability. It was almost done. And the main storyline glitched so bad, the guy wouldn't get out of his pot. Because you're supposed to, like, no spoiler, but you're supposed to rescue this guy out of a pot. There's no spoiler. I'm not saying anything about the storyline. Yeah. Just that's the event. I feel like that's been in, like, every Mass Effect. Like, yeah. rescue yeah. dude yeah. from pot. Rescue dude from pot. <laughs> so, dude, I rescue dude from pot, and dude doesn't hop out of the pot. <laughs> and I was like, talk to dude after you kill all the enemies. And I was like, okay, stop glitching. I un- un- uninstalled the game, reinstalled it. I had to start that, basically, long story short, I had to start that whole planet over again. But my problem is this. There's four major problems that I have with Mass Effect. One, Mass Effect was always a team strategy combat cover shooter. This game, they added jump jets, 
and biotic jets, which is fine. And some of the new biotic powers are really awesome, and that's fine. But it doesn't feel like Mass Effect anymore to no, a like, certain degree. No, it feels like Call of Duty going into like Infinite Warfare or something like that. It's it's Call of Duty. Here's yeah. your jetpack. Go more so GTA. And and then on there top of that, the, and this is the biggest problem that I have with it. In the other game, there's two big things. One, you can switch between your your party members, mm-hmm. and you can pull up the biotics wheel, which is the power wheel, is what they called it. Yeah. And you can target multiple enemies. So you can be like, you can be like, oh, Ashley, you fire on the minion. Uh, you, Ashley, what? And no. you can be like, and Garrus, <laughs> you sniper the boss, and I'm gonna take out this guy. And you can all do power, or you can be like, all of us use our power, our most powerful move. On this one single guy. Well, and it allowed you. It allowed you to combo like specific skills and abilities, so you could do take burn down damage. shield. Yeah, yeah you could you take, take down, down shields. Do you could stun damage. them. You could whatever. And this one, they took that, this away. You can still do the biotic combos, but you have to set them up, and, and you have to hope to God your computer just does it. Which just sucks because there's an achievement for doing it a thousand times, and it's like, well, I could do that really quickly in one playthrough if I could control my characters, but no. Now, granted, and on top of that, there's only certain moves that set up biotic combos. In fact, in fact, you got to read your power list because it'll tell you which ones set. And it says sets up for power combo mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with your, te- with your tech powers it says sets up a tech combo and the same thing with the combat sets up a tech a, co- a combat combo that's kind of a problem for me i can deal with that okay but it's, number th- it sets it up but the ai never well right. i shouldn't say never it doesn't it's, never does because i've done it a bunch yeah the third biggest problem that i have with the game is that the storyline blows no spoilers, I'm just going to put it like this. So the storyline is like the best hand job you've ever had, and she refuses to let you come. So there's no real climax to it. Like, you know, no, no. Not like the climaxes no. you got with the first three games. And you got to remember, like the first three games were like an amazing steak dinner. So this And, that's, and that leads me into the fourth problem, which is a two-part problem. One, the main storyline only accounts for 30% of the game completion. Yep. Huh. If you make a game and the main storyline is less than fifty percent of the story of the of the game completion, you fucked up. I feel like that's close to like the majority of RPGs that I've played through, though. That's where, a problem that's happening in RPGs. Like, well, yeah. yeah, like the newer RPGs are, and Mass Effect falls into the same trap, where it's like, okay, itty bitty story, and then like we're just gonna throw oodles of side quests and extra content and shit that you don't care about. It was, I mean, it's the equivalent of doing Mass Effect 3, and then you're like, wait, that's not fair. I have to play online to get the yeah. best ending, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, you have, to, I had to do it. And I, I mean, the online multiplayer was actually, like, rather enjoyable for me. I didn't have any problems doing it. I was doing it anyway. But it felt like utter bullshit that I had to do it. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this. It's not a bad thing to have a huge game and a huge universe. This game very much delivers on that. The planets are huge. It's open map everything. There's tons and tons of maps. But this is the biggest problem. It basically goes like this. Hey, Mr. Ryder, can you get me a frying pan? It's like, I got you, fam. I'm going to go get you a frying pan. <laughs> cool. Go to point A and get me my frying pan. Sweet. <laughs> you go to point A, and then the guy at point A is like, hey, can you go to go get me? I'll give you a frying pan, but you got to give me a chicken. And you're like, cool. Then you go to point C. He's like, I'll give you a chicken, but you got to give me eggs. And you're like, cool. You go to point E, D. Literally, no exaggeration. There is a mission, and there's many, many of them. But the biggest one, because I got, I got this mad at this game. I looked it up. There is a mission. That's a side quest that has 17 points to it. Yeah, they only put that much effort into the actual story. Yeah, and it's like, and the worst part about it is like, it's go to this galaxy, go to the, it's literally it was go to this galaxy, scan this item, go to this galaxy, scan this item, go to this galaxy, scan this item. Well, you know what it is, galaxy. right? 
They're just what? trying to get. They're forcing you to go fucking do stuff. They're forcing you to go to this other galaxies and, and explore. Yeah, they're, they're they're forcing you to basically look at their open world. Like, look at my open world. Look at it. It's so amazing. I don't want to look at your open uh-huh. world. Okay, then we're gonna make you do it. And here's a little story about about Mass Effect Andromeda that a lot of people don't realize. Bioware actually like hired people straight out of college to work on this. No, it's not up. because they partnered. The the biggest problem is they partnered with Frostbite. Yep, Frostbite isn't if, bad. They're just not. No, I'm not trying to badmouth Frostbite, but they're they're a young company. They've got a lot of issues. If you don't know who Frostbite is, their single release that they did was Tecromancer. Yeah. Which was last year's my biggest failure. I was super excited about it. It looked super sweet, and it was one of the biggest flops of last year. Fuck that shit show. I can rant about Mass Effect Andromeda for days, but I'll do. I'll wait for the podcast to do that. Mm-hmm. But again, the, again, the biggest problem is, and people go with the storyline is. The thing about Mass Effect, the reason why I make, I'm such a huge fan of Mass Effect is that from the get-go of Mass Effect 1, it hooked me by the testicles and literally pulled me around this galaxy. I could not stop playing this game. And to get a storyline from 1, 2, and 3 that's that good and the characters and the relationships and the fucking – and the calibrations you know, and Seth Green. And then to get this one – well, this one had a lot of hype too, and usually when things get hyped to the point like where you're like, "Oh, I'm so excited," you're bound to be disappointed. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, and that's what sucks. And sometimes it's really rare. Sometimes you get that shining star that comes out of nowhere and just tickles your ball sack, and it's the best game ever. But this, unfortunately, like they gave us a broken game to begin with. So just hey, just check this out. Just for a fun fact, Frostbite's engine is um, partnered with Dice. There's, it's been done by battle. They do Battlefield One, Battlefield Four, Battlefield Hardline, Command and Conquer, Dragon Age Inquisition, FIFA Seventeen, FIFA, you know, Madden, uh, Mirror's Edge, uh, Catalyst, the new one that was on that was on the Frostbite engine. Star Wars Battlefront was done with them. Yeah. To be fair, Battlefield One was pretty badass. So my nerd check review on this one. Sad to say, huge Mass Effect makes me a little sad. I give it a four point five. Ooh, out of ouch. Put it this way, this game frustrated me so bad that if I wasn't a Mass Effect nutjob <laughs> fan, I would not have finished the game. The very fact that they gave it to us broken, and they haven't fixed it yet. Because usually so, when a game comes out like that, there's an instant patch, right? So to throw it out there, because, I mean, like, Mass Effect fan myself, I understand, you know? Mm-hmm. How much of this is, how much of it is hype? Like, if you play the game for what it is, mm-hmm. not what you wanted it to be, because playing through Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, that set the bar real fucking high. Oh, yeah. So, taking away, say it's just Space Shooter, generic Space Shooter 101, you pick it up, you go in, you buy a copy, you take it home, you play it for what you, for what it actually is. No, and you made that point to me. Does that change? No, it doesn't, because... Because you made that point to me when I first expressed my opinions, my disappointment in it. And yeah. you were like, play it for what it is and not what you want it to be. Right. Because you wanted it Because I wanted it to be Mass Effect 4. Yeah. Well, but that, yeah. But, <laughs> even, but even if I play it for what it is, it still doesn't change the fact that the missions are are too much. They're too long. The It doesn't change the glitches. It doesn't change the fact that the storyline is uh, a medium boil at best. The best way I could put this, this game... Needs more Shepard. They tr- no, well, <laughs> they tried too hard. It's a giant setup for the second game. This game is literally, when, when you're finished with it, when you finally beat it, you're going to go, oh my god, I understand what Gambit was talking about. This game is completely set. The, the storyline is it's- so... And that's and that's another thing that bothers me. Mass Effect 1 gave you a complete storyline. And they didn't even think that they were going to make a second and third one. Right. Yeah, it felt like the game this, was finished. This Lord of the Rings. Like, you watch the first Lord of the Rings movie, and it ends, and you're like, god damn it, there's going to be another one. Yeah. Well, no, that's no, that's my point exactly. Mass Effect One, you finished it because right. I played it when it first came out. Yeah, there was that no was, talk. It was the of, end. It was the end. There was no talk about a sequel. 
Number two came out, still had a great storyline, and it was a complete storyline. Right. But they left it open for a third one. Yeah. Right. Well, by the, I think by the time Mass Effect 2 came out, they had announced it was going to be a trilogy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you knew that. And then the third one was the complete – it was a complete blowjob. It was awesome. <laughs> but that's the point is that even with Mass Effect 2, right. knowing that it was a setup for three, they still gave me a complete game. Whereas this one literally – when you when you finish the game – you will understand what I'm talking about. It is completely a setup game for Mass Effect Andromeda 2. So you get your dick wet. It's yeah, get your dick wet, son. Alright. So, so okay, nerd boners as far as as far as my premature nerd boners for this game. So far, like I said, they, they gave us a broken game. I'd give it a five though. I'm gonna be a little nicer than you, Gambit. Um Yeah, and that's and I get like I said, I give it a four point five, and the biggest reason is and you're gonna experience this once you start playing it, one of the biggest problems with this game too is you have you know when they get into side conversations, mm-hmm. you have to let them finish before you start something. Wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, when they start a side conversation, it will stop you from opening a door or something like that. That's some bullshit. And if you're and if you're ballsy enough to open that door while they're still talking, it's gonna glitch the next thing. That's some fucking lazy right like lazy scripting is what that is. Yeah. So four point five. Anyways before we go any further though, Destiny two. So there is an announcement made on Destiny two before I even get into the, the trailer. Yeah. There has been an announcement that just recently got made. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw it literally today, and that is Xbox One Destiny 2 players will not get the expansion for an entire year. Oh! PlayStation 4 exclusively bought it out. Dude, Sony is going so hard. Sony's going Sony. ham against against Xbox, man. Jesus. I mean, they figured out the niche. You now, know? here's the thing. The exclusive content is killer. Now, yep. here's the thing. I'll be honest. I'm going to say this right now. I know we say fuck you, Bungie, a lot, and we don't like Destiny, but we're all guilty of playing it. Even right. Sunry. Sunrise Hello, he's he's the one that got me told me to play it. And then yeah. I played it for two hours and I said, Fuck you, Bungie. I will not be buying this game. Fuck no. I will not be playing this game. And I will probably kick anybody to test school that tells me to play it. No, I am boycotting this game. However, I did think the trailer was very cute where he was like giving that inspirational speech. Yeah. And the hunter came up and was like, Oh, and there'll be loot. Tons yeah. of loot and everybody was like, Loot you know, well, what they're was... trying to do, what they're trying to do, you know, when they say loot they mean our money. <laughs> I know what I just said, but here's the thing. If somebody comes along and tells me there's a thirty hour storyline, I might be like, Oh Yeah, I might No, and I'm talking about when I say storyline, I mean off multiplayer, don't have to be online, storyline. Yes. That is the only way that Bungie will get me to buy this game. And I know for a fact because Bungie is Satan that they will not do this. I'm glad you agree with me. No, no, they won't do it at first. Four or five DLCs later, that you have to pay for, you know, full price like a whole fucking game, then they'll do it. Yeah. So I I am not excited for this game. I'm not hyped about this game. I don't care about this game. And like and again, if you look, if you love Destiny and you love Bungie and you love these games, more power to you and good on you, man. Like I'm not I'm not hating a gamer for playing a game that they love. It's just I can't get behind any game that's going to, at the end of the day, by the time the second one comes out, I've spent upwards of $210 if I'm in love with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of quote Sunrise on this. If we keep lining the pockets of people who give us shitty products, they're going to continue to give us shitty products. We need to Absolutely. hit them in the wallet, okay? Yeah. You need to stop paying for this stuff. Knock it off with the damn microtransactions, please. I guess... Uh, Unless you guys have anything else you want to say about Destiny 2, don't, don't buy it. it. Don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's talk about it. we all seen the, mo- the new movie trailer, which looks amazing. Looks so uh, fantastic. 
But we'll talk about that a little bit after we talk about the original movie. Of course, it was based off a book by Stephen King. Did you read the books at all? Or Yes. I can proudly say that I think I've read almost every Stephen King book. I know for a fact I've read every Stephen King book that's been made into a movie because when I watch the movie, I'm like, I got to go back and I got to watch this. And they are much more terrifying. They go into much more graphic detail. Oh, The Shining especially. Yeah. And, you know, the, yeah, The Shining, oh, my God, my God. The Shining was much more horrifying than the movie was. Yeah, yeah Jesus. And them creepy little girls, though, did a great job. Mm-hmm. But, and that, okay, so here's my thing. I hate horror movies. I don't. I don't I'm don't. i a romantic comedy, I'm, you know, Princess Bride, League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Good movies. Those are my jams. But, like. You're a big softie. I am. I'm a big softie. I really am. I don't give a fuck. I, I'll say it openly. So, I'm not a big <laughs> horror movie fan. But what I like about Stephen King's horror movies is that they're a horror movie for the imagination. Stephen King mind fucks you. Horror like, my movie? personal favorite, as much as I do love it, and we're going to end up going to be ranting about it for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, the other movie that I love, another book, is The Langoliers. Okay, like, so just real quick the premise of The Langoliers. The purpose of the Langoliers is this. A plane's flying. A lot of passengers go to sleep. They wake up. All the passengers are disappeared. Uh-huh. Except for the people who fell asleep. They landed in an airport, and it's completely empty. Fast forward real quick. They find out that they have traveled through time, but they're in dead time. So they went back in time. Like purgatory, almost? Purgatory, basically. Kind of. And the so- Langoliers are these like cannibal creatures with teeth that are eating time to catch up with time. Weird. So to get back to their normal time, they have to go back in the flight and fly through the anomaly again. But the catch is they got there because they were asleep. Mm. So that means one pe- one person who you get to know and you get to bond with has to fly the plane and be awake. Fuck that autopilot. Well, you can't. Why not? Because the plane got fucked up. Ah. Because plot device. Because, because plot, plot device. device. There we go. So anyways, the Langley is amazing. And that's how I feel about Stephen King. So let's get into Stephen King. So it starts out, this little boy playing with a boat in a rainstorm. And he's chasing the boat down. Like suburbia, USA. Yeah. Yeah, his little happy boat falls into a storm dream. And that's where you get to meet, for the first time, Pennywise, who, again, played by the wonderful Tim Curry, which if you haven't watched the 10 minutes of Tim Curry laughing on YouTube or Facebook, (laughs) go serious. Go look that up. Go brighten your day by watching Tim Curry laugh for 10 minutes. That's all it is. That's all it is. In every movie, you're doing that methodical, scary, happy, just laughing Tim Curry. It's great. Anyway, so we meet Pennywise the Clown, and it's exactly the kind of creepy thing when you grew up in the 90s that your parents warned you of. Yep. Here's this clown, and he's not a scary-looking clown, other than his teeth. No, No, he has has a very bozo-esque look to him. Yeah, he's got a very bozo-esque look to him, and there's nothing scary about him other than his teeth. His teeth are pretty gnarly, but other than that, that's about it. And he's talking to this kid named George, Mm -hmm. and he offers him a balloon, and suddenly George goes missing. You know, (laughs) You find out in the movie that this town, kids go missing all the time. Destiny, the It edition. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be that would be terrifying. Could you imagine that in VR? That would be, I mean, that would be amazing. And like, it should come with a free set of diapers, you know, like just oh, in case yeah. you pee yourself. Play on the toilet. <laughs> See, it's really funny because we talk about the teeth real quick. It's funny because when you watch the movie, like when Pennywise is holding balloons and pointing at the kid, he's happy. He's, he's happy, happy, and his teeth are normal. Yeah. yeah. He's normal, more normal clown, bad hair, like terrible makeup job. But when but he's about to eat a child, his teeth go freaking just. Yeah, his teeth change like periodically. And that's what's crazy. So, so, so mysterious happenings are in this town. Kids are disappearing, and a group of kids get together to investigate Pennywise, the dancing clown. And 
they go to it when this is great because they did the shot for shot remake and i love the new technology and the new the movie opening, yeah. reference this real quick and that is when they in the original movie they're going through a scrapbook right and the scrapbook starts flying by itself yeah in this the one the remake it's a projector which is super cool i like and how they, they did it was fucking creepy i gotta admit yeah so the, the plug was on and he's terrorizing these kids because he doesn't just he just doesn't just kidnap you i mean he'll, he'll kidnap a few kids every now and again but he likes to psychologically fuck them when they're in class the balloon yeah you know oh, yeah he he likes to torture these kids as, as like it's a game for him he's Which, like the villain that that i think every every villain wants to be yeah really kind of is yeah. And he has that great catchphrase, we all float down here, which you have no idea what that actually means. Well, it's down here, everything floats, I believe. But then well, they, it's, it's, a, it's a turd reference, obviously. But when he's talking... But, he, but when he's, talk- <laughs> yeah. but when he's but talking... Everything's dead. When the kid, I mean, no, when the kid says it, he actually says that. He goes, we all float down here. There's that chant. We yeah. We all yeah. float down here. We all-. And a very Stephen King, creepy little kid. I don't know what it is about little kids talking softly, but it's just the creepy... He does, well, he does that. He did that in the fucking... Uh, Pet Cemetery too in the movie. Yeah. Remember when it play? Let's play, fucking kid. That scared the shit out of me. I got. I got to make mention because we didn't talk about it like in the very beginning. I truly believe that Pennywise the clown is responsible for every child in the '90s who has a fear of clowns. Yeah. I actually agree with that. See, I you know I I never got the clown fear. Yeah. I understood that. Me neither. They're supposed to be happy. I I just I I never understood it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like. Like I get like if it's a killer clown who's got like teeth like like Pennywise, but I just don't get I don't get the fear of clowns. Like as a clown, you know what? There's no human being I'm truly afraid of, you know. But I will say, on a small sub note, when I see a mime, I get so irrationally angry that people have to hold me back from stomping this guy's face in. Mimes, I think mimes just bring anger out in people. I just, I just hate mimes so much. I think the fear of clowns comes from this, man. No one can be alive and that happy all the time. Could be. Because <laughs> a clown has a, like a, an eternal smile on its face, you know? They're made to make other people smile. And that's what that's what gets me. I'm like, why the fuck are clowns scary? They're meant to be entertainment. Well, and if you look at it long enough, even like the happy, smiling clowns, like if you look at it long enough, it's like, no, that's whatever. You know, they're not happy. Like, it's kind of creepy. Like, the longer the longer that it goes. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if anyone had a smile on their face all the time, they'd be kind of creepy. I mean, look at the Joker, especially certain renditions of him. That's very true. But uh, that, I think that's what makes Pennywise scary. And But you got to admit, Stephen King's a damn genius for doing that. Who would have thought to make a clown... Terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. And, and <laughs> you, we, know, and we, you know it's a good movie if if the, the villain makes people like reality fucking scared of, you know, anything that reminds them of the villain. And that's and that's my point, is is, is so that's my point. So and that's where Stephen King where I like this movie so much is because even when the guy committed suicide, even when Pennywise takes children and he kills them, you don't see the blood and gore. Yeah. And for me, it's that's even more scary. Because psychological what is he, horror. What is he doing to these kids? It wasn't gimmicky in that aspect. It was gimmicky in other aspects. But yeah, the psychological horror was the was the main focus of it. And I think that I agree. I think that that's where horror films should focus. And now they don't. Well, and there's a, I mean, there's a place for the blood and guts and gore. I mean, there's there's always going to be a place for it because not everybody enjoys the psychological horror aspect of it. But yeah, I feel like that's that genuinely like that makes it a good movie 
Well, and, that's, and, that, and that goes back to my point why I love Stephen King's It so much is that it's an enjoyable movie where I will pay $20 to go see that in the theater again. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm going to see this new one because it looks a little darker, a little bit more new age horror gory. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. I'm oh, no, excited. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go to the theater. I'm going to watch it. I'm just a little nervous that it's getting a, it, it might just and this is all based on the trailer and we'll talk about that more later on. Yeah. But I'm just a little afraid that's going to be a little too nuanced horror movie and not Stephen King horror and I'm just prefer Stephen King. So go back to the movie. Well, so the kids Yeah, go on. The kids are, are tortured by this clown and they decide to investigate like any good group of kids do in a horror movie. Like the Scooby Doo gang. Like the Scooby Doo gang. And so I'm going to skip way ahead because there's so much nuances about them, like, you know, being tortured by him. And But one of the big points is there's a kid who has asthma. It's a very big point. They even bring it up in the new trailer, which I absolutely love. Yeah, I see that. that kid, and I was like, yes! That, that kid, spoiler, spoiler, if you haven't seen it or read the book, that kid is the hero of the whole fucking movie. Just like the fucking Goonies. Just like the fucking Goonies. <laughs> because they go down in the sewers, and that's when you discover why he says we all float down here. Because they're wrapped in cocoon. And, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Well, he's a spider. Oh, that's right. I fucking he's a spider. That. He is the epitome of their imagination and all their fears. And all kids are afraid of spiders. He's like this. And he's not quite a spider, but he's this arachnid creature. He's a clown arachnid. <laughs> yeah. He's a giant spider with the face of... Well, he's got, like, arms, and it's, it's creepy as shit. And, and, you know, going back to, like, the movie... Um, Wait, yeah, but I gotta call you on that one. He's got arms, and it's creepy as shit. <laughs> I've got arms! Does that make me creepy as shit? Yes. <laughs> it's 100%. It's like, it's, it's not quite a spider. It's not quite a human. It's like a... Yeah. It's like this weird, fucked-up centaur spider thing. Kind of like a... What's it called? A... a Kind of like a Silent Hill creature. Almost. Yeah, because well, because look, spiders are. I do not like spiders. I don't do spiders. When I don't I, do spiders either. When I see spider, I kill with fire. That's my rule. Amazing, you still have a house to live in. Right, yeah. kill with fire. <laughs> Find a spider in the kitchen. Well, fuck, there goes the kitchen. <laughs> but like, what's really creepy about a spider is like they can't hug you technically, and this. And if you gave him a spider arms, now he's got eight legs and arms? Like, that's just too OP. <laughs> now a spider can hold a gun, and that's even more scary. <laughs> no, what the fuck? There's three things I'm afraid of in this life. Number one, top of the list, bears. I'm so freaked out by bears that there's a zoo in Denver, and that's about 30 miles away from me, or it's actually about 17 miles away from me. Bears can smell fear from 30 miles away that means there's a bear chilling in the zoo right now is like yeah he's still afraid <laughs> that bitch is scared of me somebody else is too so it'll be no it'll be like oh the little kid in front of me is afraid i'll eat him first so it's bears spiders oh spiders the third one man which is just it it's stupid but it gets me is is china dolls no, I couldn't see that because they look like they're porcelain watching dolls them. porcelain dolls so you didn't deal well with like you probably didn't handle Chucky very well. No, no, got that one, got that Well, see, well, okay, so yes, I have a fear of porcelain dolls, but my fear is not that they're going to attack me, because if a porcelain doll or Chucky attacks me, I'm going to punt that fucker like 40 feet. Yeah. Right? It's a doll. I'm not afraid of fighting it. What I'm afraid of... And what, of it sneaking up on you in the middle no, of fucking No, the fear, is, the fear is this. The fear is the, that they're going to be sitting there, and I'm going to be sitting at the computer, and I'm going to like, I'm going to like, type it away, you know, la 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 la, looking at porn, and then like... <laughs> You know, I'm I love how honest he is. 
Right. <laughs> look around, you know, do that look that you look when you're watching porn, you know, to make sure nobody's in the house. And I'm going to look over to China Doll, and I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to look back at my computer, and I'm going to take my pants off, and I'm going to look back over, and it's going to be like three inches closer. And then, you know, he's going to ignore it, and he's going to continue doing what he's doing, and bam, it's in his butthole. <laughs> that's the real fear so going back to the movie so they get down the, they get down the, the sewer they see the spider and that's when they realize and this is the great thing about Stephen King is that it's their fear their imagination yeah. the wilder their fear gets the wilder their imagination gets the more powerful Pennywise gets yeah oh yeah how terrifying of, a, of an enemy is it that feeds off your fear yeah. But that's a, that's a very creepy thing because everybody's got something they're afraid of. And wouldn't it suck balls if the thing that you're absolutely afraid of becomes that? This monster that you're fighting becomes the thing you're afraid of. Yeah, and then it's more powerful because it's now it is the thing that you're afraid of and now you're more terrified, so it's more powerful, so you're more terrified, so it's even <laughs> more powerful. Gambit, uh, could you imagine like just chilling at your house and all of a sudden you hear, and you go to the door and it's a fucking bear? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I would run. I would run so fast. In my digestive system, everything floats! You know? That's oh. great. No, and that's it. But I mean, now granted, see, here's the thing. Like, my fear is like, I can. I, and that's what's beautiful about this kid who has. Uh, the, the scaredy cat who has a- asthma of everything. Because I feel like I'm, I'm that character. I, I identify with this character where he's, he's the most fearful of them all to the point where he has panic attacks and he has to inhale an inhaler. He's super oh. meek. That's, I think but he's that's super meek, but he's from. very logical. Once he understands what Pennywise is and what Pennywise stands for, he stands right in front of him and goes, this is acid. Mm-hmm. And like, he's holding his inhaler and he's like, this is acid, and sprays it, and it starts to melt his fucking face. Which is great. Yeah, which is a great scene. Now imagine what the new one's going to look like. If he right. Does I want to see what the new spider looks like. Mm. Change it. They just so- like gave it a high-res makeover <laughs> i mean like that would still be seriously fucking terrifying so he sprays him in the face with acid and that's what's amazing about stephen king is if you can control your fear and believe something that heals him can be something that kills him it suddenly becomes that how bitch is that like at that point it's like i can fly and i know kung fu bitch pretty much that's, that's pretty much the old one and again give it to stephen king amazing writing made something terrifying that shouldn't you shouldn't be terrified of just a plot all around now this isn't really necessarily nerdy but i do feel it's in the subculture of nerdy like i think stephen king books well, are pop necessarily culture kind of nerds. nerdy it's pop they, culture for nerds it's a book nerd thing they absolutely i feel like i feel like a specific genre like a specific you know group of people that it goes towards but absolutely it does fall into the nerd spectrum like the stephen king stuff Hundred percent. Well, Stephen King's a giant nerd himself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the man? Yeah. <laughs> like he he looks like what you think a nerd looks like. Stephen King is like the nerd king. So the new movie we we watched the um the trailer and the trailers I actually posted it from a thing on Facebook onto the nerd Facebook page and it's it was almost like a above below you know the new one and the old one and it's almost shot per shot. Almost. What I love about the new one there's it is almost well it is shot per shot. Well, no, there's there's a few things like you said the the change with the scrapbook and where the kid hits his head and falls. It's not shot for shot, but it's very damn close. And I think that's what they were going for. They yeah, did, they did have to update it. I mean, they can't redo a movie like that and then keep it the exact same. But here's the thing, and again, I haven't like, seen the movie yet. Give me a cell phone. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm looking at the pictures. Yeah. And the new, <clears throat> the new Pennywise looks <clears throat> a little too creepy. 
I like it. Well, here's my point, though. The fact that Pennywise... Pennywise the Dancing Clown, when looks normal, could walk around town. And this new it, this new Pennywise, can't just be walking around town. But don't but don't prejudge it. That just might be, like, what we see might be what he's looking like to scare them. You yeah. know, maybe that maybe that's like a mind fuck thing. Like exactly. normal versus, like, fucking scary fang teeth. So, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see it for sure. Um, it looks like an amazing remake. And this is like the year for remakes. I mean, you got this one, you got Beauty and the Beast that just came out. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews on Beauty. I've heard things. Beauty and the Beast, is that still done by Disney? Yeah, it's just like yes. And that's why I'm so excited about it, because if it does what I think it's going to do, <laughs> uh, it's gonna. it looks like it's going to be a complete homage that's a little darker and maybe a couple new scenes here and there. But for the most part, it's going to be the original one to scare a whole new generation of kids off to clowns. You know what I think we're going to see? Making making life harder for people that dress up as clowns. They're not going to get any work now. Do you guys know what I what I think we're going to see in this? Like, there's going to be one scene where Tim Curry does a damn cameo. I would I was, love that. I, I'm hoping. I I'm really, hoping too. really hope. I hope, he's like, I hope he's like the adult who kills himself in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be kind of fucked up one, but that would also be very homagey. That would be a good homage to him. Like, yeah, like he's so terrifying that he kills himself in the bathtub. He's killing himself to his same his same character. That that's just that's beautiful. That's, yeah, that would be amazing. I would I would or even if he was just a concerned parent or oh yeah, if he's one of the parents or maybe like a teacher or something. Yeah, somewhere he's like Pennywise doesn't exist. You yeah. kids. Uh-huh. And he was that creepy Tim Curry laugh. Yeah, yeah, freaking sweet. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope. I, I hope. Aaron, in what, in any way, shape, or form, you know, he can just pull like one of the Stan, Stan Lee cameos, you know. And I mean, realistically, like just from what, just from like the views that the the new teaser trailer is getting, like I mean, it is destroying destroying records. Like it's got more hits than I don't even know. Oh yeah. You know, like it's it's literally like one of the most viewed videos I think online right now. Shit. And I mean, that's because you've got you know an entire generation of people that are just terrified of it. You know, kept me awake at night when I was a little kid, sort of thing. Not that I was watching it when I was super little, but <laughs> old enough to know better and <laughs> still watched it. And, and that's the thing too. When you look at it and you're a ten years old kid, yeah. and he targets children, it makes it infinitely more scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm 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 his I'm his. I'm his demographic. I'm his demographic. <laughs> Shit, he's after children? I'm a kid. I'm a kid. You know that was the logic, too. Like, every yeah. kid that saw that, like, anybody that was under 18 at that point was like, uh, he goes after kids. I'm 12. Am I safe? No. <laughs> Fuck. You know, in, the, in that mind frame, it kind of makes the, the, like, the parents' assholes were taking them to see that movie, right? Right. Yeah, so so in a in an era where remakes or rehashes of movies have just flopped left and right, this is the one I'm actually like rooting for. This is the please one I please don't fuck it up. Please don't yeah, fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck up it. Now I don't think I don't think that this really stands like runs that risk, you know. And the way that they're portraying it in the trailer, I I feel like they understand that. I feel like the people that are in charge yeah. of you know the creation and you know, lining everything up, but they know it's a classic at this point, at the very least, mm-hmm. and they know that they have to do it justice. Well, and, and, that's, and that's, that's one of those things that I would love to go back in time with the camera and ask people questions. It's kind of like being a nerd nowadays. Yeah. Plain. So I could go back in time, and I have people like Wild and Sunnery, my brother, and everybody else in my family 
my especially my family been like well we couldn't pull gambit away from the tv on saturday morning cartoons to watch you know hercules uh fraggle rock ninja turtles power rangers like these are things and i don't your poison i don't recall a lot of my friends loving these things no and now all of a sudden I have these same friends on Facebook who kind of contact me who I'm like and I call them friends but they're like half-hearted friends. Some, and you know who you are out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are, dicks. You know who you are, dicks. Like you don't contact me anymore. But like you don't call, you don't write. Right. But like I have these friends. Like I would love to go back in time and be like, I remember you playing sports and never. And when I will talk about Power Rangers, you guys made fun of me for this. Yeah. And it's like Power Rangers is a great remake too. Power Rangers smashed in the box office. Yeah. Oh, the movie. The movie. Hmm. It smashed, dude. It. It smashed. See, that, that's another one we'll talk about, but I haven't seen it. I almost went to see it, and I'm really surprised. I, I, I talked to Sunray. He refuses flat out to see it because he's he's that big Power Rangers fan, and he, he just does oh, not like well, it. He doesn't want to have it ruined. He doesn't want to have it ruined. Uh-huh. Going back to my point is that I remember there was two of my friends that would play Power Rangers with me in the front yard. <laughs> and out of, out of my big group of friends, I remember there was only one friend who would sit and watch it with me and could make it all the way through the end. See, at least okay. you had, like, friends that would watch it with you. I didn't have, like, anybody that I and That's my point. Know. That's my point. There's so many people out there who, are, like, I, like, who flat out refused to see it because they knew the premise. Right. And now, all of a sudden, they're in their 30s, and maybe, and maybe to their credit, maybe when they were 10 years old, 6 years old, whatever, they didn't watch it as a kid, and then they were like, now I'm in my 20s, now I'm braver, now I'll watch this. Or, and it does have to do with parents, too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but that's my point is that there's so many times in, in nerd culture that that's happening right now where people are like, I used to love this, really, because I remember you when you were ten years old and you did not love this. I remember watching Pet Cemetery, uh, you and Sunry and my brother. Yep. At my house. That you know, movie still scares the fuck out of me too. Like I Steven, wish I had known Steven, you guys. Yeah. I wish I had known you guys back then because I'm like sitting like at my house like under a blanket like glued to, glued to the tv watching it and like praying to god my parents don't come into my room and catch me watching this because it's one of those things that i know i'd i'd be in so much shit for but mm-hmm. i had nobody to watch this with like i literally watched it by myself as like a little kid it's like the worst time to watch it. i know i wasn't ever i never ended up like being afraid of clowns like oh imagination good. demons don't scare me or anything like that but it also set the bar really high for horror movies because yeah, now a lot of the horror movies that I try to watch, I turn it off. It's it's comical. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that are on that right now, it's like, no, this is stupid. Turn it off. Is this a comedy? I thought you wanted to watch something scary. Get over it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wish I had people like you guys. I, I love Stephen King. I love the remake him. I am super excited about this. I will go see this in the theater. And that's a big thing for me because I don't see a lot of movies in theater anymore for two reasons. One, I, I don't feel like going to the theater and spending $2,000. <laughs> Part of your soul just to see a crappy movie, right? I mean, and that's I mean, that's a that is a gross overstatement. But I do remember one time, one time I was like, Listen, I'm gonna ball out with my friends. I'm gonna treat them to a movie, Star Wars specifically. Mm-hmm. I was like, We're gonna go see the new Star Wars movie, and I'm gonna buy all the snacks. And it was five of my friends. I spent four hundred dollars. I believe it. Well, I mean, the tickets alone cost me one hundred and twenty. I tell you what, I happen to have these. We'll go. Oh, that's awesome. You guys can't see what she's handing me right now, but she's handing me a ticket. Freebie ticket. You got the golden ticket. I do. We're going to see It. Again, because it's on the topic of It, and it's on the topic of remakes. What I love about it is that the group of kids, when you watch the trailer, 
uh, go to our Facebook page. Go to uh, we'll probably tag it on our Facebook page. There's an up and down one where it shows the old trailer and the new trailer. Yes. And you can compare the kids. That's that's good. They I like it when they do that stuff. They too. didn't yes. change. They didn't change a whole lot about the kids. Well, even the fat kid with the balloon scene. Yeah, the fat kid still looks a fat just kid. like just almost like the kid from the fucking the old movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. They didn't change any characters, and the reason why I talk about this is because there's something happening in Power Rangers right now. So much mm, political where they're slave. talking about turning the Green Ranger Tommy Oliver and yeah. keeping the name Tommy Oliver to a female character. No, please don't please don't wreck my childhood. Well, it's and, all about it's all about catering to everybody and that's well, And I don't and see I, that's what I'm saying is I don't know how necessarily I feel about that and that's why again I love it is it's not going we're not going to change anything just because the world has changed. This was a scary movie then. It's a scary movie now. We're going to read. The fat read, kid is still a fat kid. The fat kid's still a fat kid. <laughs> yes. He's going to do the truffle shuffle, which you can <laughs> never do the truffle shuffle in a, mo- in a movie ever again. Well, well, I think I think the only movie that should allow it is the movie it first started in. Which yeah, is, true. Yeah, that is fair. But again, it, it goes back to my point is the thing about remakes is please, I understand and I sympathize with wanting to make these movies appeal to everyone. I get that, and I applaud you for the attempt. At the same time, if you're gonna do a remake, not a not a reimagining, not a new version of it, but if you're gonna do a remake to get the title remake, the, the movie almost has to look shot for shot. Yeah, you yeah. know. And for me, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there should be a little change. I think that no, that's a little change is fine. Yeah. A little like, change is fine. You want to give the kids a cell phone, like if they're yeah, whatever, like they're looking for something, they don't they don't pull out a map. They open up their phone and they pull it up. Yeah. On, on or, or a great way to you know? a great way to like really tease them because Pennywise in the movie sent them letters. So maybe a text message sends them a text message. Like, this is Pennywise, and it's just like what? What? Like if he did text them, imagine this. Like you know. Oh yeah. I, I, I imagine it would read something like, "Dear dinner, I will see you soon." <laughs> Don't yeah. forget the emojis. <laughs> yeah. Happy face, smiley face, tongue sticking out face. <laughs> and then dot 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 devil face. <laughs> Love Pennywise, you know, something like that. <laughs> and then the winky face. Just and then the winky, winky face. Winky. And I sent that bitch a winky face. <laughs> it just love winky faces. Accidentally so, send like a dolphin or something. Like, sorry, autocorrect. <laughs> so I guess I guess the three of us should give it should give the uh the, the new the new trailer some nerd boners. For everything I just bitched about about keeping everything PC and politically correct and not changing things and all that good stuff. And it looks like an amazing remake and changing the things that need to change by changing his makeup a little bit um, and doing, like, the kid hitting his head on the board, which is hilarious. Yeah, it was um, pretty funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I give the trailer, just the trailer, a solid nine nerd boner. It's making me very excited. I'm very hard. I can't wait to go see it. <laughs> what about you, Faith? I'm actually right there. Like, this is this is good. I have very high hopes for the film. I'm okay with them changing minor details, you know, like, updating it basically bringing it to today's standards i'm just happy they didn't make pennywise a female <laughs> i'm right there with you that would have been interesting but scary but yeah probably, absolutely yeah. i'm right there i'm right there with gambit i'm totally down with that they let them do it and just the silent prayer in the back of my head please don't fuck this up i will say that like i agree nine nine is probably for this trailer nine is definitely the the number because i want to see this i saw that trailer and i was like damn dude I, this is one of the remakes I actually want to see. Yeah. I'm excited for this, and I can't wait to see it. So then I'm very excited that they got the guy who plays, who's playing Pennywise. Let's be honest; it's hard to top Tim Curry. Tim Curry is just oh god. I'm gonna put that on our Facebook page. I'm gonna link it on Twitter because 
10 minutes of Tim Curry laughing will just brighten your day. <laughs> you know, you Dude, I could, I could literally rant about Tim Curry movies. Clue. Mm-hmm. Alone 2. Clue is amazing. Muppet here. Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> he played, yeah, he played the pirate. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just awesome. But did you know there's a little old cartoon in the 90s? You might even remember it called Peter Pan and the Pirates. Do you, yep. you guys remember that? Yep. You guys know he played Hook, right? No, no, I didn't know he did the voice for that. That that was Tim Curry. He played Hook. He also did uh, one of my favorite movies, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, yeah. Hell yes. I'm just happy they didn't make Pennywise a female. Here's the thing. There's something more nurturing about a woman. That motherly yeah. figure, but they could also go really dark with that if you wanted to. That's you true, know? too. They could do it really dark. I kind of wonder why there hasn't been a horror movie like made out of that. Out of I mean, female? Yeah, well, I mean, because realistically, like, that's that's an actual thing. Like, well, Mother, I'm, have you guys ever seen Mother? That's kind of one of them. That's no, I haven't okay. seen that one. No, that's right up where we're talking about. Actually, actually now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want to see a female Pennywise, goddammit. Yeah. Because I want to see if I want to see if it translates. I want to see if it creeps me out as much as an adult male creeps me out. I want to see if it's a little. I'm a little like torn now. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that. I'm happy they got who they got, and I think it's going to turn out good. If especially if they do all the things we hope they do, but I think it. I think you know if they were ever to do an it too, which hopefully they don't. You know, but if they wanted to make a, if they were ever to make a good one, I'd like to see a female Pennywise. They have to tie it in properly. Like, yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be connected properly. Like they can't have whole like plot holes you could drive a bus through. Like, I had a sex like, change, kids. Yeah, you know? no, oh, God. please, you can't put that in there and just be like roll with it. If they're it's, gonna do that, if they're gonna do like an it two or something like that, and they want to do a female Pennywise, like please, like cycle. I don't. I don't know if it's like a psychological terror. Like girl was so afraid of of you know well of it. Um, like growing up. That, that she became that it? she became yeah like you that would be cool like that'd like, be cool y- yeah like that you would have to do something like that like That's her fear was so that, powerful yeah, that it engulfed part. the the original Pennywise that'd be fucking cool yeah yeah that would actually be pretty cool especially if it was one of the kids who survived the incident right yeah very excited about it can't wait to see it love the fact that they're not changing anything because there's just a little bit of just don't change things for me please just don't just don't change things and if you're gonna change things. Do like the Power Rangers trailer where it was really funny. Because like, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like the, the, the kids jump in the water and that's the first time they see their colors of the Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah. And I think it's the Asian kid goes, I'm black. And the black guy goes, no, you ain't. <laughs> no, you ain't. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm very excited for it. I can't wait for it to come out. I hope it's. I hope it lives up to it. And I would love I would love to see a Stephen King cameo. Do you know how happy he must be right now that his trailer crushed all – you know how much money he's sitting there? Like, if I made a movie and my trailer destroyed the internet, I'd be like, I'm about to become – I would start buying boats and houses. Well, he's also been doing this a really long time. So at this point, he's probably like, we'll just add another zero. It's cool, you guys. You guys have anything you want to say, final thoughts? No. It's all gravy, baby. The last thing I'm going to say is uh, before we finish up is what are you afraid of? <laughs> What are you afraid of? Bears. <laughs> bears. Right, everyone with sissies the... being afraid of bears. <laughs> <laughs> bears are a Volkswagen that can run and eat you. And they go at the size of the speed of a Volkswagen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? A bear is the size of a Volkswagen. No. That can you got eat me you. all the way. You had me all the way to the point where you say they go as fast as a Volkswagen. You understand a Volkswagen can go like multiple speeds. <laughs> You know that a bear can run 35 miles an hour? 50 a, downhill? A VW can go faster than that. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the uh, on the podcast uh, episode fifty five. It'll be a boss episode. I also want to remind you guys that uh, episode sixty is coming, which means that will be the finale for the season. Uh, we'll probably take a longer break than usual because we got a lot of stuff in the oven, popping and boiling and making beautiful Sweet. babies. Yes. So, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace. Stay sexy. <laughs>